This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 202. Hi, Vicki and Larissa. It's Danielle, listener zero. I just wanted to call and leave you a message and say congratulations on 200 episodes. Um, just as informative now as it was from episode one. And I encourage everyone to go back and listen to all the archived episodes. Uh, I hope to see you guys on your way to California and maybe we could have a Veg Zen meetup. Again, congratulations. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthier plant-based lifestyle. I am one of your hosts today, Vicki. And this is Larissa. And in the background, you may hear a very restless dog. He is squeaking. He is hitting the doorknob. <laughs> it's poor thing. So if you don't know, he was involved in a small little accident at daycare where he got some scratches, but or a scratch, and it he had to get stitches yeah. and we have to keep him calm, which is very hard. Those of you who have dogs know that keeping a one year old puppy <laughs> calm is not a very easy thing to do. So, And we're, we're at day four of uh, 14 days. And he's not happy because no. he's having to be enclosed and he, right, especially right now because we're giving him soft things to chew when he really wanted something. Crunchy. His bone, I think, but his bone was too noisy. So... We'll see. It looks like he's kind of settled down. So I think we can get started. Okay. Uh, first, I want to send out a special shout out to our listener, Zero Danielle, who, who you just heard at the beginning of the podcast, who left us a voice message. Sorry, we missed that the last week, Danielle. But it kind of was cool because we got to spread it out, right? Oh, we had Kevin absolutely. last week and then we have Danielle, who are Actually, we two, had Kevin two weeks ago. Oh, two weeks ago. Uh, that's right. So they are two listeners that have been with us for a very long time. And I, I mentioned before, Danielle actually reached out. She was the first person to reach out to us to let us know that we were doing a good job, which is really cool because especially at the very beginning of a podcast, when you're, when you create something like this, it's hard to know how it's going to resonate with people and if you're going to start to get listeners. So uh, that was very encouraging and motivated us to keep going. So thank you so much for that early motivation, Danielle, and yeah. for continuing to be such a great friend and a, a listener of the podcast. Right. And hopefully we'll get to meet you soon. We'll be in California this summer. I don't know if it'll happen this summer, but uh, hopefully soon. All right, so uh, getting on with the with the podcast. Um, when you think of granola, what do you think of? Mm, nuts and twigs. <laughs> mm, what crunchy what people crunchy eat? Crunchy people eat dry, boring. I picture like this big bin in the grocery mm. store with maybe some stuff that's the date on that is questionable <laughs> with people people with uh, long hair braided hair and sandals and tie-dye shirts <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that <laughs> <laughs> all right these are just a few of the stereotypes of granola but what is granola really how about delicious <laughs> i was gonna let you she cracked <laughs> up when she read that in the 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 outline I had written that and so normally we have it. just bullet points of a lot of the things we want to talk about but I like when she throws in some um theatrical suggestions <laughs> how about delicious wink <laughs> wink <laughs> Uh, in this episode of the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, we're going to unmask granola and we're going to clear up some, hopefully clear up some of the misconceptions and talk about how to make great granola at home. So you will learn 
The granola behind the mask. Yes. It's like behind a superhero. It's like a superhero. All right. But before we get into the main topic, we have some exciting news. We have a new patron. <laughs> Our new patron is Kip McLean. And he joined us at the awesome avocado level. And if you don't know what patron is, go out to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash vegetarian zen. You will see our Patreon campaign there where we have a, uh, a, a list of, well, actually the list isn't there. It's on our website. Mm-hmm. But we have a, um, a campaign there to help support the show to offset some of the cost of producing the show every month. Actually... Producing the show every week. <laughs> There's monthly costs, though, with with uh, producing the show. But Kip is also a longtime friend and a listener of the podcast. So we are ever so grateful to Kip and to all of those who help to keep the lights on here at Vegetarian Zen. Yay, Kip. So thank you. And, you know, here's something else awesome to tie back to Danielle. Kip and Danielle are actually now um, pretty good friends Yeah, uh, yeah. via Facebook uh, because they're both listeners and members of the Peas and Carrots Society. Okay, so I got to add one other thing here. The All of the levels, each of the levels have their own drawing mm-hmm. and I drew the levels and my favorite one to draw was the awesome avocado. He's so cool. <laughs> so he's much like fun drawing avocado him. with a Mexican hat, and he's like all smiling. Okay, because a avocados are just awesome, no, and then b no. <laughs> and then b just draw- drawing is awesome. So you put the two together, and it's double awesome. <laughs> it's a dirt avocado, but okay, that's a different thing. And now all I'm right. gonna get. I'm gonna hear stuff. You're gonna get. Yeah, yeah. you're gonna get. <clears throat> people are booing. I know. I know. That's all right. I own my hatred of avocado. All right. Are we ready to get into the main topic? We certainly are. Okay. So this one time in Danielle's kitchen, somebody made some awesome granola. Who was it? It was Danielle. Oh. <laughs> Again, we're that. back to Danielle. <laughs> it all comes back to Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, actually, um, you know, there have been several periodically someone will post in the peas and carrots group, our, our closed Facebook group uh, about granola. So what's your favorite kind of granola? And that's Cosmo scratching on the door. And uh, so what's your favorite kind of granola? You know, do you make it yourself? Um, So people will post and then people will respond and with recipes. Well, Danielle does make her own granola and periodically she will post pictures um, saying that she made some and so that's another cool thing. Uh, if you are not part of our peas and carrot society, what up? what up? That was the first shout out of the, of the episode <laughs> for them. Uh, this is our close Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash vegetarian Zen. You will see a lot of awesome posts of food, of, of uh, cute pets, <laughs> questions, all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff out there. So if you're not a member yet, uh, check it out because there is about uh, 1,200 people now, I think, that are part mm-hmm. of this group. But this is a good place where you can see people posting things that they've tried. Mm-hmm. So uh, head on out. Right. And uh, so anyway, uh, Danielle, <laughs> now he's snuffling under the door. <laughs> not Danielle, Cosmo. Um, but uh, she's posted pictures in there before. And so people have requested recipes and so I th- and someone and I think it was Kip uh, requested that we do an episode on granola so ta-da here, here we it are is. so this is the Danielle and Kip episode all right and so with that 
let's uh, get into our conversation about granola. All right. Where do we start? All right. So let's talk about store-bought granola first, because eventually we'll be talking about homemade granola. I got to tell you, I'm really not that much of a fan of store-bought granola. Yeah. I'm really not. I'm not I'm not a big... Because it's just kind of dicey. And that's not to say you can't find anything good out there, but I've had some where I like... I think it's like with anything else homemade, you get to put the ingredients you really like. There might be a mix I like, except for one part. Mm-hmm. Then I'm picking out that part. Yeah, or... you're not picking out tiny little dehydrated blueberries? <laughs> Come, <Yeah>. on. <laughs> Come on. You got to work for your food. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm just not a big fan of granola overall. I never really have been. So um... I like it in yogurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I-, I could probably do that. I just, I'm still just not a big fan. But uh, so let's talk about store-bought granola first. So what's wrong with it? Well, there's quite a few things. And the biggest thing is often, and I say often, and I say probably 99% of the time, it's got added sugar and uh, artificial ingredients. So things like preservatives, sugar substitutes sometimes, flavor enhancers, artificial flavors. And, you know, with anything packaged to put on the shelf to have shelf life, you've pretty much got a... preservatives right well right and as i was mentioning i i picture those big barrels even those big barrels Mm -hmm. when you look at the ingredients there's a lot of things in those yes you would think to me that i would look at that and think oh that's got to be better than what's in the bag right it's really not a lot of times yeah it's not somebody in the back of whole foods in the the (laughs) you know food prep area mixing like fresh ingredients it's not it comes from a big bag that they get from a a manufacturer that's right and they dump it in that big bin um, so now the ingredients in granola usually make it higher in calories and fat than other cereals, just whether it's store-bought or, or plain, I mean, or homemade. So a cup of homemade granola contains about 500 calories and contains about 55 grams of fat. Now that may vary a little bit up and down depending on the ingredients that you put in it, of course, but it's right around there average. But then Ones that have added sugar, like most of the store-bought varieties, can be even higher than that. Mm -hmm. Now, let's talk about some tips for making granola at home. All right. Okay. So first, you want to think about consistency. So for clusters, lightly press down on the raw mixture when piling it onto your baking sheet. Don't stir it right after it comes out of the oven either. Right. So let it cool, and then you can kind of break it into... To chunks right and if you want something flakier then use less liquid sweetener and stir as it cools for breaking up the clumps right and that, i mean that's common sense mm-hmm. right right okay so the next thing is that you can swap out dry ingredients so whether you're talking um your uh, your oats for other grains and we'll talk about that uh, that or what kind of nuts you put in there what kind of dried fruit or what have you uh, those are all dry ingredients so you can swap those out for however you want, but just make sure you don't change the ratio of wet to dry ingredients because then you'll end up with either something that doesn't stick together or something that is concrete and <laughs> you can't. separate. <laughs> yeah, so you just like gnaw on a piece of it. It's like hard tack on a ship, right? Um, so, all right. And then the other way around to substitute wet ingredients. So if you're, if you have a recipe that calls for honey, but you're a vegan and you don't eat honey and you want to substitute maple syrup or, or stevia or, or, you know, anything else. Or 
we have something that you might want to think about substituting, which is our product of the week, but we'll talk about it when we get there. Ta-da! Good job! Way to, way to build that up. Um, okay, so just when you're substituting one wet ingredient for another, just be sure to keep the fat-to-sugar ratio the same among your wet ingredients. And then uh, to substitute one sweetener for another, which is what I was talking about a minute ago, just remember that some sweeteners taste sweeter than others. So agave, for example, agave tends to be have a more concentrated sweet taste. So you may need to use less. But if you're substituting liquid for liquid, you may need to if you're if you're substituting, let's see, see if I can get this right. If you're substituting, yeah, a liquid for less of another liquid, then you may need to adjust the other liquid ingredients to keep the wet dry ratio the same. Did you get that, kids? (laughs) (laughs) All right. I feel like I'm teaching one of those like Saturday (laughs) afternoon uh, specials. All right. Are we putting it in the oven now? Let's do it. Okay. So you want to bake it at three and 350 degrees to avoid burning. I would keep checking it. Yeah. Keep (laughs) checking it. And, uh, yeah, between 300 and 350. Because you got to think at higher temperatures, nuts, seeds, and coconut, coconut for sure, will uh-huh. burn before the batch has a chance to properly dry out and get crisp. So check it. And you got to take into account your oven, your yes. altitude, which always throws me. I, I think if I was living in the mountains, I'd probably just starve. <laughs> I don't know how that all works. More right. power to you, those of you at higher altitudes. Peace. Right. Uh, <laughs> all right. And then I, I think you mentioned to stir it. So that it browns. You said that, right? Uh, no, I didn't. No. Okay. Well, stir But it I was from- thinking it. <laughs> okay. Well, see, that's what I thought. See, when, when you've been together this long, you kind of... She heard me I without heard, me yeah. opening my mouth. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. All right. It's like Marshall and Lily on uh, How I Met Your Mother. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, okay. So stir it from time to time just to make sure that you get an even browning on all of your ingredients. And then when you're talking about adding spices and flavoring go kind of low and slow, right? Mm-hmm. So start with the minimum because you can always you can, add more. You can't take it out. Can't take you it can out. always add more. Right. It's just like adding salt to, to something. You can add more, but once it's too salty, then yeah. Okay. So basically for every six cups of granola that you're making, uh, start if you're using cinnamon, for example, start with like a half a teaspoon. And I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but you know, it's cinnamon is strong. It really is. I uh, keep some cinnamon at my desk for coffee. I'll put it in my coffee sometimes. I've got my own little bar on my own little barista <laughs> there at work. I got my vanilla. Are you making unicorn frappuccinos? <laughs> but I've learned my lesson with cinnamon. So you're absolutely right. It does. It it's it doesn't strong. take a whole lot to give it that taste. Right. And then for even stronger spices like allspice, cardamom, start with a quarter teaspoon. And then, you know, mix it all up. Um, you can add more later if you if you want to. And then uh, finally, with seasonings, always add a little bit of salt, whether it's a, a savory granola or a sweet granola, because the salt is going to help to balance out the sweetness. And if you've got, if it's, a, if it's like a breakfast granola that's sweeter, and you've already got a sweetener like maple, maple syrup or honey, and then you've also got dried fruit, which is naturally sweet. You know, you're going to need a little bit of, of saltiness that you may need more from just what you get from nuts and seeds. Okay, and you don't want to add the mix-ins too early. So chocolate chips or cacao nibs add 
add those during the last few minutes of baking. Mm-hmm. Again, if you add those too early, you're gonna they're gonna get yeah well overdone (laughs) Uh, dried fruit or edible flowers add those after the granola comes out of the oven Mm -hmm. and then just give it a good mix Mm -hmm. now to take a walk on the wild side oats are great but you can try substituting other grains like rye spelt or quinoa uh, for some of the oats right just make sure you just want to make sure to keep your wet dry ratio the same again as larissa keeps emphasizing because that that's that's the big key right there, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that and don't uh, use heat that's too high, I think are the like the two main things. All right. So now in the peas and carrots group, we, what we mentioned up? what up? We mentioned all of the <laughs> we mentioned all of hey, the Hey, we ought to have a contest huh. where we have people call in on the on the speak pipe uh-huh. on the website uh-huh. and, and give their best what up? Oh, that's awesome. Right? That's and then idea. maybe give away something. Give away, hey, yeah. let us know if you like that idea. We'll yeah. do it if you, if enough people like that idea. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So in the what up, uh, <laughs> Lori Taylor had asked in one of those granola uh, posts I was talking about, had asked for members' favorite granola bar recipes. And uh, we've got, so we had some responses to that. Uh, Kelly Mayer uh, gave a couple of recipes. One is from Oshi Glows, which is one of our favorite uh, sites for recipes. And the other is from another of our favorites, uh, Chocolate Covered Katie. So Oshi Glows has a recipe called Feel Good Hearty Granola Bars. And then on Chocolate Covered Katie, there's Chewy Healthy Granola Bars. And we'll have those links in the show notes for those. I'm not a fan of the chewy with anything. Mm -hmm. You know that with cookies or Mm -hmm. anything. I like the crisp kind of. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, I'm not a chewy fan <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh urs jepson said in response to Lori's question uh that she has found a recipe on vegkitchen.com which is um i can't dream uh, is it drina burton maybe i'm not sure i don't uh, think so no it's not drina no, burton. i don't think so uh yeah. Okay, uh, but anyway, the recipe is for pumpkin seed and chocolate chip oatmeal breakfast bars. That's a mouthful. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sounds good. I would try that. Mm-hmm. I would try something like that for and breakfast. I think we have some pumpkin seeds in the, cool. in the pantry, so maybe cool. I'll try those yeah. for you. All right, so, and her comment with this was, she said, I loved these, and my hubby and seven-year-old approved. I did sub honey for the rice syrup since I couldn't find it. Honey was sweet and yummy. I individually wrapped them in the fridge, and they were gone in no time. So, awesome. Very cool. All right. All right, I think that does it for our main topic. Are we ready to get into the recipe of the week? Yeah, let's do that. And uh, the recipe is from Danielle Freed. And I actually, uh, she since she has posted numerous pictures of her granola that she's made, um, I asked her for like how she makes it. So this is uh, Danielle, and I, I gave it this name because of something she mentioned. This is Danielle's Clean Out the Pantry Granola. <laughs> I like that. That's cool. <laughs> right? All right. Uh, so the ingredients, the base ingredients, I guess I should say, a cup of rolled oats. And she she said just the regular basic Quaker style, so not quick oats. Uh, six tablespoons of chopped nuts of whatever you like. And then a quarter cup of maple syrup. And she said, use a really good quality maple syrup. All right. The instructions are to preheat the oven to 400 degrees. Now, see, that's a little bit different than what we said about three to 350. But if, you know, she's she's attesting she to this. She makes and again, it every week. that might be her oven, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, 
make sure you're i i would probably tend to err on the lower side mm. <laughs> but yeah maybe 375 let's okay. make it 375 okay <laughs> all right spread the granola oh my my uh <laughs> my my uh bullet points just went bloop up oh. the thing okay i found it my uh, document here on my front of me. <laughs> All right. Uh, spread the granola mix on the cookie sheet lined with parchment. Bake for five to eight minutes. It is ready when you can smell the oats and the edges are browned. Not nice. black. Not black. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, so, yeah, so very simple. And then she, her notes were that you can use any nuts. Uh, she use, uses whatever she has left over in the pantry, hence the name of the granola and uh then she mentions a couple of combinations that she's had the most success with so one is uh peanuts with added dried apricots and she chops the the apricots to the same size as the nuts and uses like maybe a quarter to a half a cup uh the next one is macadamia nuts with dried pineapple and a quarter to a half cup of unsweetened shredded coconut and then the third one that she mentions is cashews with about a half a teaspoon of cardamom. The macadamia, dried pineapple, and coconut would be the thing I would mm -hmm. definitely love. It's Hawaiian. Yeah. Tropical. Yeah. All right. This recipe doubles really well. <laughs> so um, she said that she would make a double batch and store it in a gallon-sized freezer bag in the fridge. Mm-hmm. And then she also said that it doesn't really matter what additional things that you mix in. So whether it's raisins, coconut shreds, sunflower seeds, uh, whatever you have or you like. Uh, but she said you never really need to add more maple syrup. She's found that the quarter cup just is just to keep it all together. And um, then she mentioned this is a clean out the pantry kind of granola. Very so, cool. Yeah. Awesome. So thank you so much, Danielle. Thank you. And thanks to everybody who contributed their hints and recipes mm -hmm. okay let's move into the quote of the week i'm gonna let you take this because it looks like there's a story behind it yeah, there is all right so this is uh neil diamond this is lyrics from his song crunchy granola sweet and the uh <laughs> i didn't the, know the there was such is, a thing i didn't either i do now uh, the line is uh, drop your shrink and stop your drinking crunchy granola's neat <laughs> and so here's the here's the story behind this this is kind of cool so the song was inspired by uh, the healthy lifestyle that, that Neil Diamond was exposed to after he moved to L.A. And in the, the liner notes for the, the album, it says uh, that in my lifetime, uh, Diamond says he was, quote, newly transported to California and was impressed by the health food consciousness there. I actually thought crunchy granola sweet might change people's eating habits. <laughs> so pretty cool. So yeah. check it out. I'll, I'll, uh, you find some good quotes. Thanks. I'll, uh, it's amazing what you what you find when you just search for like granola quotes. Who knew? Um, of course, then you find like just a whole bunch of quotes by like people like Britney Spears who mentioned granola. And yeah. I'm like, really? No. Uh, but I'll, uh, I'll put a link to the song. Maybe I can find a video or something, but minimally the like the a link to the lyrics or something in the show notes. All right, moving on to the product of the week, we wanted to talk about Bee Free Honey, and it's with H-O-N-E-E -E is how you spell that. Mm -hmm. Now, we were introduced to this probably a couple of years ago, and I, I think Danielle maybe introduced us. Somebody mentioned nope. it. Nope. Who did? Shark Tank. 
Oh, you're right. It was on Shark Tank. We mm-hmm. saw it on there. Uh, and we tried it and we love it. Mm-hmm. It is, what is it made from? It's apples. Oh, that's right. It's apples. And I've got to tell you though, it tastes a lot like honey. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, I, I, I can't taste the difference. And quite honestly, I was never a big honey fan anyways. Mm-hmm. This is, I, I love the way this tastes. Well, and to me, it actually does taste a little apple-y. I can taste apple, but it's it's good. You know, mm-hmm. it's not... Um, but it has the same consistency. Yeah. It comes in the same type of bottle. Yeah. Very and good. And you use it the same way you use honey. And it's there's it, there's no bees involved. So. Yeah, and I think we get ours at Whole Foods, or do they start carrying it at our H-E-B now? Our, uh, they actually did store. start eight, carrying it at our local grocery store, the bigger ones in town. Um, but before that, I did get it at H-E-B. And, and you might even be able to find it online. You because can, with you can Shark get it Tank, on Amazon. Yeah, when Shark, that's how we looked it up, mm-hmm. was after after we saw it on TV. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, but uh, and they've been around a while, because I know Danielle had been using that for quite a while and she's out in california so um i think they went on shark tank because they needed help with uh um distribution or or production or something all right there's one more product that i want to promote today and that is a book that (laughs) i recently finished reading that has already started to have huge impacts in mine and larissa's house and our lives and the book is called the life-changing magic of tidying up the Japanese Art of Decluttering and Organizing, and it is by Marie Kondo. And I don't, I don't know exactly. I know her name is a little bit different, but that's how she, her author name, anyways. And um, I first heard her on the Tim Ferriss Show, the podcast, the Tim Ferriss Show, which, by the way, is another product bonus product. If you don't listen to the <laughs> Tim Ferriss Show, it's amazing. This guy interviews such great people, just from all different walks of life. And so I heard her him interviewing her and it was a really interesting interview because she is japanese and she had an interpreter there so he would ask her a question and the interpreter would have to relay it and then relay it back and at first it took a little bit of getting used to but it was really good and i'm glad i listened to the whole thing and then went out and bought the book but this is not about minimalism this is about essentially taking out those things that don't cause you joy in your life we have about 15 or 20 bags of things already just from yesterday. Just clothes. Of just things, clothes. Just clothes. That either no longer fit, we didn't like the style, I didn't, whatever. And her approach to how you clean things out, though, and how you, how you thank those things for coming into your life and for serving their purpose, but now you're giving them away to either somebody else who can use them, or in some cases, they're just not usable anymore, and you just throw them out, and for some reason, you just kept them in your closet. <laughs> uh, but it has made a huge difference in just one day, and we haven't done everything yet so you're supposed to go by categories so the first category uh we went through was clothes and we even had subcategories so we did i started out with just under shirts underwear you know under under clothing mm-hmm. and i thought okay i'm just gonna focus on that for saturday mm-hmm. no that's it didn't take that long to do that because as soon as i started I, you just get in this rhythm and before we knew it our whole closet was clothes wise anyways was cleaned out yeah and we took we took everything off hangers you know when we got to do shirts we took down every single shirt that we owned and vicky sat on her side of the bed with her pile and i sat with my pile and we just threw everything in a giant pile on the floor that we didn't want and cosmo burrowed in the middle of it and took a nap and you know i mean but it's crazy it is insane and we you know before when i would do laundry and all of the laundry was caught up and clean we were short on hangers now if you look in our closet we've probably got 150 blank hangers Mm mm-hmm so anyways this is much more than about 
getting rid of stuff. It's it's about surrounding yourself with things that that bring you joy. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you this is already it makes me question things that I do or where I'm spending my time. It has such broader implications, mm-hmm. I guess is what I'm trying to say. So it's not a very big book. I actually bought it on Audible and listened to it. And uh, I'll probably listen to it again just because it, you know, when you read or uh, read something or listen to something twice, you kind of pick up on things you might have missed the first time. So I'm probably going to do it again. But it, even Larissa, who hates to clean, <laughs> she she was like, this is fun. <laughs> so it, it, because, again, it's about more than cleaning. It's about getting rid of those things that are just kind of weighing you down. Mm-hmm. All right, so if you would like to purchase this book, you can go out to our website at vegetarianzen.com and go to our products tab. That's going to have some affiliate links to Amazon. But when you click on any of those links, whatever you buy through one of those links, Amazon will kick us back a couple of bucks at no extra charge to you. And it is a great way to help support the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so if you happen to need to go out to... uh Amazon for anything, if you happen to think of it, uh, head on over to our website first and just click on any link. You don't have to buy what you what you click on, of course. You just click it to get to Amazon and then do your search. So that would really help us out. Okay, I think that does it for our show this week. Until next time, peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind. 